small businesses deal with curveballs every day, but it's not too often you have to deal, deal with a double curveball at once. I'm Brian Rump. And I'm Matt Garrity of Maddie G. Digital. And um, this is the Kawar the Small Business Podcast, and we have our first ever live guest. Uh, we have Kansas Pickrell from Carbon Heights uh, Fitness Academy. Hi guys, thanks for having me. Welcome. So tell us a little bit about Kansas. Um, yeah, so I'm Kansas. I am the owner of Carbon Heights Fitness Academy. Um, so we're a CrossFit gym in Lindsay, Ontario. Um, when we're not CrossFitting, uh, me and my partner, we professionally rodeo. So between the two of those, it keeps us pretty busy. Wow, so rodeoing and fitnessing. Yeah, um, <laughs> that sums it up. <laughs> and we're talking a little bit about curveballs here today. Um, rodeo probably makes you well prepared for surprises. <laughs> Um, but we're recording this in early October 2020, um, and earlier in the year we got hit, as everyone did, with the pandemic and COVID. Um, so tell us a little bit about what went through your mind with that. Obviously, it was a fitness facility. You were ordered closed. Yeah, I think, um, honestly, in sort of the progression of COVID, all happened really fast for us. Um, so I remember on Friday, we were sending out communication to our community and we were sort of talking about how we were going to mitigate risk and it was pretty preventative measures. We were talking that, you know, we were decreasing class sizes, um, spreading people out, uh, we were increasing sanitization. We stayed really late that gym or that night at the gym to just sort of do a deep clean. And then it was pretty much by Tuesday, I think we were closing our doors. So super fast progression. Um, I think... Honestly, the, the sort of like realization of how surreal the situation was didn't really come until much later. Um, mm -hmm. I think originally we were running on adrenaline and we were kind of just like, you know, this is this is what's here and, you know, how are we going to deal with it? So it was a pretty a pretty rapid sort of um, escalation. When did it really hit you how intense that was? Oh, I would say quite a bit later. Um, I would say maybe like a week into running virtual classes, mm. um, it, it seemed really different and, and the surrealness of the whole situation kind of came to play. Um, you definitely like, as a business owner, we're a fairly new business. Um, I think like when you're opening, you consider, you know, potential obstacles that might come up and, and how you're going to troubleshoot those. Um, I can honestly say that, you know, dealing with a global pandemic was never, was never in the cards or, you know, something that I had predicted would happen. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was just, it was really surreal. Mm -hmm. And that was like extra challenging, I think, for you, not versus other businesses, but you were one of those businesses that had no choice but to shut down like other retailers. And unlike even other retailers where you had the opportunity to sell e-commerce and continue to grow the business, you really didn't have an opportunity to do anything other than sort of maintain that existing community of members, right? Yeah, there was, it definitely felt like um, growth was stalled and, and we were just in survival mode. And yeah, how do we, how do we stay alive? How do we make it through? You know, how do we still support and show up for, for our current membership base? Um, and, you know, hopefully, you know, have a gym to come back to when, when this all is said and done. Yeah. How did you get through it? Like, what was survival mode? Like, what was the first thing you decided to do to sort of maintain the existing membership? Um, yeah, so this is kind of, I definitely owe some credit here to sort of the CrossFit industry. I think one of the really cool parts about, you know, being a CrossFit affiliate is that, you know, with association with that brand, you're also, you're connected to a much, you know, larger community. 
Um, I consider myself really fortunate to have been a part of a lot of um, CrossFit gyms, you know, prior to myself opening one. Um, and I still, I still maintain a lot of really good relationships with, you know, those affiliate owners and, and past um, members and stuff. So I think having connection to that community definitely offers some support. Um, there's also one affiliate owner whom I work really closely with, and I've worked with him even prior to opening our doors. Um, so Tom, he owns uh, Breaker Strength in Toronto. And um, I had a conversation with him right away. Um, now he was one of those affiliate owners um, that had chosen to close his doors prior to government mandate, mm -hmm. just being in a hot spot. Um, he kind of thought it was coming anyways. Sure. And he had already transitioned stuff to Zoom. So he was doing everything online. So we had kind of had a conversation about what that looked like. Um, and then we actually jumped into one of his classes, which was super beneficial for myself, just because I'm not somebody who's super technologically advanced. So it was really hard for me to vision um, what a virtual CrossFit class was going to look like or look like or how we would set that up. Um, so after having a convert or sorry, after joining in on his class, we were able to um, have a really good idea of it. And it was it was awesome. I mean, with the exception of not being obviously in body in front of people and having full access to a CrossFit gym, you still had a lot of the elements of like a, a good CrossFit class that people yeah. come to look for. So like the social, you know, opportunity was still there. You could still engage with people. Um, and there was still a lot of opportunity to provide coaching value. Yeah. So when we finished um, that class, it was kind of a no brainer because mm -hmm. that's how we were going to move forward with our own community. And we were going to sort of transition everything online. So it was kind of the next couple hours. I think we spent transitioning our gym into what looked more like a tech lab than a CrossFit gym. <laughs> and then we had a like a Zoom conference call that night with the community, which gave everybody an opportunity just to kind of get online and see how it would work. And it gave us a chance to sort of work out some of the kinks. And then the next morning we started running what would become four months of virtual CrossFit classes. Was there anything about the Zoom classes that you really liked? Um, yeah, I mean, I was, I'm, I don't love technology. I would have to say I'm super grateful that we had it as an as an opportunity through this. I can't imagine um, where we would be if, if we hadn't transitioned, you know, to an online platform. Um, so I'm really grateful. Um, I think mostly I enjoyed still having a purpose. So mm -hmm. being able to show up and still support and be there for my community, it gave me a reason, you know, to get up every day and, and stay going forward. Um, and then just to be able to connect and maintain what we had was um, was really important to us. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. So, uh, you know, obviously COVID, massive curveball. Yeah. Every business, um, you know, a little bit more in the fitness where you, you know, you're mandated to be closed. Um, the second curveball we teased, um, and for some listeners, we'll give a bit of background. Uh, you may notice, uh, or if you're in Lindsay, you might have noticed the name change of uh, Carbon Heights uh, Fitness Academy from straight Carbon Heights CrossFit. We talked about being a CrossFit affiliate owner, uh, but we had a big curveball. I forget the timeline. It was you know shortly into the COVID epidemic. Uh, we won't get into it. Um, if you're listening to this and you're curious, feel free to uh, Google it. I'm sure uh, you could find everything out. But one of the owners, you know, did some controversial things. Uh, that immediately had probably thousands of CrossFit affiliates around the world, mm -hmm. you know, questioning whether or not they would continue to be part of the CrossFit uh, community. Uh, major sponsors um, dropped the CrossFit brand. Um, so, you know, I'm really curious as to what your first thoughts were when that came to your attention or how did that come to your attention? 
Yeah, so this is another thing that sort of blew up really fast. Like it was a really fast escalation. Um, we felt like we were a little late to the party. It kind of blew up over the weekend and we try and stay sort of off of social media um, throughout the weekend. So it wasn't until like later Sunday night that we were kind of realizing what was going on. And at that point, like you had said, you know, thousands of affiliates were already um, relinquishing their affiliation. Um, so there was definitely a lot going on. Um, we kind of, we were really torn between decisions. We definitely felt a loyalty um, to the CrossFit brand as we know it and as we've perceived it and, and as it you know is to us. Um, and then there was obviously a lot of controversy and, and we by no means supported or condemned what was going on um, with the CEO of CrossFit. So there was, there was a big um, sort of crossroads of what to do morally. Um, and it was a heavy decision and one that uh, we didn't take lightly. We were in like a super important time um, the Black Lives Matter was a really big movement, um, and we weren't ignorant to the importance of any of that. Um, but we did want to make sure that we took we took the necessary time to just look at everything with a really broad angle spectrum, um, so that we were making a decision that was right for us and our vision and values. You know, was uh, supported our community, um, but was also you know looking big picture at everything that was going on. Yeah, I think uh, from a business standpoint, it's a really interesting case study, like mm -hmm. me not being really in it. Although I'm in it in so much as like both Matt and I are clients of um, yours. We do CrossFit. We both have some affiliation with the brand. I'm not as hardcore crazy as some people are in following sort of all things CrossFit. But, you know, it, it definitely, you know, the benefit of being part of that brand, like, any other global brand is you know clients like and trust and they you know feel an affiliation mm -hmm. that brand and when something like that happens it immediately like causes a lot of emotions people feel betrayed you know as a business owner you know there's benefits to paying the affiliate fee and getting the global brand recognition but then you know you suddenly see the exact opposite of that where now you could have people who have maybe decided they will never, ever, ever, you know, do something with CrossFit. So you have to kind of pay the price for that. So I think it's, uh, you know, interesting to see. We don't often see that with big global brands. Mm -hmm. And it's a lot to go through mm -hmm. as a business owner um, because it costs you, right? You yeah. have to pay to rebrand. You have to pay for new signs. Um, you know, it could cost members. Um, yeah. And I, I think it's interesting because, like, I was not at the front line with you. But, again, like Brian mentioned, I'm a client of yours. You're a client of mine. Like, we work together. And I remember Sunday night sitting down and, like, being on Twitter and seeing, like, CrossFit trending. And I looked at it. And I was like, ah, oh, this could be a problem. And then I got, like, super naive and almost, like, threw my phone down. I was like nah, I'm just going to pretend this doesn't exist in the world. And then sure enough, I got a text from Kansas and it was just like, this is like a big issue. We need to talk about this and figure it out. Um, and I just remember being like fascinated by how emotional I got and involved with it as well. Because then you started to see like, we've talked about like cancel culture before and the effects of cancel culture, which I don't think some people really understand the big effect of it. So, yes, there was a situation where someone said something completely inappropriate. And then that was going to affect the people that worked below him. And maybe they were going to lose their jobs. And maybe 
affiliates were gonna lose money. And when affiliates lose money, they start letting go of the people they worked with. So maybe that's me, and then I was going to lose money. And then maybe because of my loss of money, I was gonna to have to let someone go. I don't think sometimes people recognize like like the cancel culture stuff and like the, the ripple effect of one person did something awful. It doesn't need to affect an entire corporation or a business. Like there's other good people that have nothing to do with what was done and said, doing amazing things out there. And it was a fascinating experience for me. It, like even emotionally, like I just that was the first time I ever like fully probably understood cancel culture for the first time even. Mm -hmm. And that was that was definitely one of the things that weighed into our decision making process as well um, is we we felt that and you know like I said we wanted to stay loyal to the brand as we knew it um, but we also you know didn't condemn or support it and you know there was a, a big decision that felt like you had to do one or the other um, and then you know I think you know CrossFit this was sort of the straw that broke the camel's back but there had been other things leading up to this point that was mm -hmm. um, kind of getting the brand of you know not the best recognition um, so we also had you know the idea in our head that maybe this this would be the sort of big eruption that was needed to to change the the direction it was headed into a more positive outlook so we didn't want to you know quit on on the brand just yet without you know with the possibility that this would actually be what it what it needed to make a change and, and move to something better, um, so. How do you think the brands responded? Are you happy with some of their moves? So they have new ownership, new leadership. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think that um, they're definitely moving in the right direction. Um, the CEO did eventually step down and relinquish 100% ownership, so it's in the hands of a new owner. Um, who is a 10 year plus affiliate owner, which I think is super important um, mm -hmm. for affiliate owners because I mean the CrossFit community is largely um, dependent on their affiliates. So I think having somebody who is who has been in the forefront of, of owning an affiliate is going to be super valuable. Um, and we, we are optimistic that it's heading in a really good direction. Um, you know, the methodology of CrossFit is second to none. That's why we do it. We believe in it wholeheartedly. Um, and I'm hoping that this is an opportunity for it to grow its reach and um, hopefully reach an even bigger audience. Mm, that's great. So what do you think, so we have these curveballs you've managed through it. Um, what do you think the future is for your business? How are you sort of right now? Yeah, um, we're definitely, I mean, obviously things would look different if we hadn't closed our doors for you know a few months, but I think now what we're trying to do is just navigate some of the obstacles um, that this has created, um, because there's for sure been some, um, and then we're also optimistic, you know, that this is maybe a really good opportunity for our industry to see a little bit more traction. I think if this pandemic has has shown us anything, it's that our health and well-being is something that you know we can't really take for granted, and and it should be like in the forefront of you know people's priorities. Um, we can't control a global pandemic or when something's coming, but we can, you know, definitely prepare ourselves and, and put ourselves in the best fighting chance, um, you know, to survive it, you know, if, if that does happen. Yeah, it's been wild to watch the last couple months on the COVID reaction from people. And yes, it's a lot of preventative wear masks, do this thing, but I don't feel like there's enough conversation around like live a healthy lifestyle, do things to increase your fighting chance within your immune system, mentally healthy, physically strong, all those kinds of things. 
it will be interesting to see if that ever happens, but mm-hmm. at least there's like a hope for that. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think I think that we have more control over our health and well-being than um, yes. you know we sometimes admit or give credit to. Um, and that's sort of one of the things like that CrossFit's been doing all along. I mean, they're here. The methodology itself um, is here to help people fight chronic disease and mm-hmm. you know live longer, you know healthier lives, stay more independent, you know be able to you know maximize um, their well-being. So. Um, getting that message out more um, now more than ever, I think, is, is really important. And, you know, we're hopeful that uh, we can have a bigger reach of people and, and get that across. Yeah, I think I know for me personally, like, the, you know, COVID and the shutdown and has reminded me just how important, like, health and fitness is and your business. I'm like, you know, I'm like, I need you to stay around and be right. open. Like, it's very important to my life. And I know that's different. For everyone but I think people are you know maybe recommitting you know they're f- thinking about how they want to do fitness I know there's a lot of people who are just afraid to go to a traditional gym where mm-hmm. everyone's sharing yeah. sort of everything all the time um, you know at Carbon Heights it's a lot more structured you know limited you can socially distance yeah um, how's it been um, for, for you and the challenges of dealing with the new regulations um to preface it as a client i love it um i love having a set square to be in you have space around you um the gym was already probably the cleanest gym i've ever been in but now it's like even cleaner like so as a you know for those listening who maybe are hesitant to come back like you know stop by carbon heights and check it out because i think it's going well from a client perspective but what about from a business owner perspective um yeah i mean i would say that we're we're blessed with a really great community who um you know does their part and they make it pretty easy um there's definitely some obstacles for us i mean obviously our expenses like just logistics wise there's definitely been you know incurred costs that weren't there before um we've had to decrease class sizes um so our capacity is smaller Mm -hmm. you know there's those are issues um, but then one of the bigger the bigger challenges we're kind of noticing is um, is sort of creating the culture despite the distancing. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, as you guys both know, CrossFit becomes really tight-knit. You know, mm-hmm. there's a lot of things we, we really value and enjoy that have helped create our culture, like community workouts. You know, 40 of us jam into a room and, you know, we all work out together and we, and we share in this suffrage that brings us closer together. Um, and those things are, you know, there's obstacles, you know, with those now. And um, so trying to navigate how to continue to create this culture that we've all come to love and appreciate while also, you know, being um, sort of presented with the distancing challenges. I mean, that's for sure been been an obstacle and something that we're continuing to navigate. Um, so I would say that's probably one of our biggest, yeah, the biggest challenges we've seen yet. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, you mentioned a couple times um, being a, like a lot different than other gyms, and even Brian kind of mentioned that. Like, I wrote down a note here. Like, what really is it that makes you different than a other gyms, b other CrossFit gyms? That was the thing I really wanted to know. This is my first time being at a CrossFit gym, and I always think this experience has been amazing. I love Carbon Heights, 
I at one time was like, well, if like this didn't go well, I go a different CrossFit gym. But like, I actually now know that I love it here, but like, what am I missing from other gyms? Like, what is it that's so different and unique specifically about your CrossFit gym? Um, yeah, I've been a lot of, or a part of a lot of CrossFit gyms, um, for sure. And I've been a part of some really great ones. Um, and I think, um, what sets our gym apart is, and well, not even sets it apart because I've been a part of a lot of communities that are also really great, but um, our community is fantastic. Um, when we set out to mm-hmm. open Carbon Heights, um, we definitely had a vision about creating a community that was super supportive, um, you know, free of judgment, you know, the drama didn't exist and we were just really there to, you know, make ourselves better and help other people, you know, get better and just and give people the tools and support that they needed to live healthier, happier lives. And, um, you know, we've really seen that come to life in our community. Um, so I think that that is, that is the difference between a CrossFit gym and, and a Globo gym is, um, that you get this community of like-minded people that are going to, that help you and support you in, in living that, you know, more fulfilling life. Right. And you're not just kind of showing up to a gym and going through the motions of, you know, I guess building bigger muscles. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, what would be your shameless plug for uh, Carbon Heights? Oh, is this just an opportunity to talk about? me and how much I've gained over the last year. Yeah, just gains. Gains all day. I remember sitting in Kansas's office when we first started talking about like working together from a marketing perspective. And like as part of the relationship it was like, okay, I'm gonna join the gym. And I was like, I'm gonna come once a week because this would be like a great like wellness thing and mental health for me. And she's like, well no, like you can come as much as you want. And I was like, nope, I'm gonna come once a week. Thanks. And we had a laugh about it. And every month, I think when I started, I started coming a little bit more. The first month was once a week and then it was two times a week. And then it was like, well, I'm going to try to go three times a week. Then the quarantine hit and I started going like every day, like five times a week. And I started to see like big changes. And I think it was probably the most important thing for my mental health throughout quarantine was by having that continued like community of people that I saw on a regular basis that were trying to like work through this together. Um, I was still able to like maintain like the fitness. I had like mental moments where I would be able to challenge myself. I remembered literally during a workout one time it clicked during quarantine. I was like, you can either come out of quarantine stronger or you can just let this pass, which is fine. But for me, it was like, let's do this. Let's come out of this mentally and physically stronger. Uh, and I think CrossFit and Kansas maybe specifically and Carbonite specifically have been like one of the top two most important things for me mentally, um, emotionally, psychologically over the last year and a half for like me, my business, my family life. And I just think... I have a hard time like maybe articulating like some of the amazing things that I've gotten out of it at Carbonite specifically. Um, but I would recommend it to literally everyone in the world. So awesome. Now it's my turn. <laughs> Shameless plugging. Uh, cause that's kind of what we're here for. We want to be, um, you know, promoting local small businesses and, um, you know, I think, you know, people considering coming or they might see the word CrossFit and they might, just think of a bunch of meathead bros with their shirts off and 
you know, we may have a couple of those around, but I think most people would be surprised at the range of um, body types, physical abilities, and mm-hmm. I think CrossFit works for all of them. Um, personally, I love it. I'm not the picture of fitness, but I know that my life is definitely better and fitter from going there. Um, at Carbon Heights, you're going to get really consistent, structured coaching. There's lots of focus on the little things. Um, and I think that's, from a business perspective, uh, important to acknowledge that that's hard to do. So to execute something over and over every day at a really high level um, is something that most businesses struggle with, but they do a really good job. And again, um, you know, often you can, with any business, get a good impression on them by just checking out the state of like the bathrooms and these are like the cleanest <laughs> you know super clean place um you know so it's just very comfortable all around all right kansas now it's your turn we've uh, we've gushed about uh, you so we'll uh give you a moment to give your shameless plug maybe tell you know the listeners anything we've missed to talk about um yeah i mean i think honestly it's your guys' stories um, that are my shameless plug. Like, I'm in this to um, improve the lives of those around us, so I don't, I don't think that I can match um, the authenticity that you guys bring to the table when you, you share your personal experiences, um, and that's why we're here. It's, you know, to give people um, the tools and support that they need to fulfill their lives, and um, that's why I show up every day. That's why I open the gym, and uh, it's what... It's what kept me getting up in quarantine, and it's what keeps me, you know, getting up every day is having a purpose and a bigger purpose to serve, and and watching, you know, Matt's face light up and your face light up, you know, when you talk about it is that is, I mean, that's everything to me. Cool, awesome. Well, that sounds like an episode uh, to me. If you want to check out Carbon Heights and uh, get to know Kansas more, uh, you can find them online through all the social media stuff. And if you want to talk to Matt and I uh, will set it up. Set it up at Kawartha Small Business Podcast.ca. We'll find us.